My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. Perhaps we have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Where's Zach at? Zach's being special. I'm... Ah, oh, jeez. I'll see what I can do for you. I'll You're see what I can do crushing my soul. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Friday edition of Conservative Daily Podcast. We are... Uh, that was a weird I, intro. Look, I, it was a weird intro because I looked <laughs> down and I, I'm thirsty. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's Friday night and I'm thirsty. Hey, listen, uh, I just noticed that on the intro, you looking like you're from outer space yep. in that last part. Uh-huh. That's actually the space that I go to to move the guests around in their you know, in their apartments when they're not centered on camera. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I like zip in there and then I move them. <laughs> you trans transcribe them. No, that's the wrong word. Transcend them. No, that's the wrong word. Transgender? Uh, transgender them. You transgender them. Hey, we have a great Whoa. show today. We're going to have some good stuff. Hit the share button. We uh, we have a bunch of guests. Uh, Paul, are you going to join us on this little deal and we, you know have the little? I will. Yeah, I'll do some. I'll do some. I'll, I'm going to pop into a, a few dimensions. So we have three and a half bearded men because Apollo has can't <laughs> Apollo can't really grow facial hair. What's on his lip right there? That is a mirage. Wow. And, and I'm just wow. now realizing that my dark blue suit looks like a, I'm a Smurf, <laughs> but I'm wearing a Smurf jacket. Because someone doesn't know how to do the color correction correctly, and his name is Apollo. Ooh, ooh, oh! You want you want me to fix some color correction? Hey, right so now? who's don't. who's? No, don't please don't. Just don't mess with myself. Oh, okay. Don't, I want. I like it, but yeah, I can't Dr. grow Tom. a beard, and you can't grow maturity. But we've got a. We've oh, <laughs> <laughs> this freaking guy! <laughs> So we have uh, we actually do have a show for you. We're not just gonna uh, you know kind of roast each other today. I mean, it would be kind of nice though. I mean, I'm all for roasting, and and Tig's here. So I mean, it, it, roasting is going to happen because when every time you have a Democrat on here, it roasting just gets going. <laughs> see, no, no, see, it, it, and his you mic can't is, talk yet. Mic you is, can't talk yet, Democrat. He's like this. He's trying to talk. <laughs> So we actually do have three bearded men for you today. Three, and, three and a half. Three and a quarter. Three, dude, don't even. Yeah. Uh, so this is going to be a toxic masculinity overload today for all of you watching. I'll punch people in their throat, throw them on their necks. It's going to be great. It's going to be spectacular. So yeah. we're going to welcome now the Dr. Tal Braun, as well as on, uh, a him, Democrat from Colorado. Hey, give him a, uh, the applause. you got to do it. Yeah! 
That's probably one of the most liberal things ever. <laughs> Make it seem like there's more people in the audience. Hey, 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 keep calm down. Calm down. Let him speak. Let him speak. Wow. What's up, Doc? <laughs> <laughs> thank goodness! Thank, thank goodness! It's a Friday. Um, it gives me the weekend to recover from the show. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a three-day recovery. <laughs> yeah. People are like, "What happened to that guy?" And be like, "Well, he was on a show with uh, with Joe and Apollo, and it was late Friday. Well, is he going to wake up sometime soon? As he's on a, he looks like he, 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 he looks like he had some serious." Uh, Serious recreational drugs, and I'll be like, "No, it was just Joe and Apollo's show on a Friday." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys have to introduce yourselves. I mean, obviously, I think everyone probably knows both of you, but uh, I'll, I'll let you introduce yourselves. Tig is always really terrible at introducing himself because um, then he starts talking about how he was an actor at Disney on stage. Uh, that was the wrong guy, wrong Tig. <laughs> that was Tigger. Sorry. What? <laughs> True story. My mom actually wanted to name me Tigger. And um, my dad definitely said, uh, that's not happening. Um, but yeah, um, I you know, noticed the Tig in there immediately. And I thought, well, they were wrong. That would have worked out just fine. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, Doc, we'll let you go first. Well, I wanted to say thanks for uh, doing the DNA test and finding my brother. Um, I've, I've missed him since birth. <laughs> I didn't know how cool he would be, but he looks super cool. I'm looking forward to getting to know him. Um, he look, he look, he looks like he knows his shit. And um, I got to say that I became instantly pissed off um, by seeing Tig on the screen because Tig has Tig has one of those looks where one, you immediately assume that you should know him. Um, and at least pretend that you know exactly who he is. But then the other thing is you can know from an awkward guy like me that Tig represents the type of person that no matter what he does, it's going to be cool. And I can see that. And so I'm just going to pretend that I'm not nervous to be around this guy on the same show. <laughs> Joe, he still sweats when I show up. Yeah, right. Yeah. Come on. Hey, I have stories, though. I mean, I could tell you stories about Tig. The 2 o'clock in the, in the morning call, bring, ring. A, uh, so I'm at the hospital. We don't need to tell that story. but And it wasn't because of him. Somebody else had to go to the hospital. But That was actually cool, dude. Yeah. That, the video was better. Tig, I'll, Tig, I'll give you the, I'll give you the quick rundown because at this stage, um, one of the things I don't do anymore on these interviews or anything is I really don't like people um, reading my bio and it sounds um, way, way too formal compared to who I am. Um, I will say that I want to say that currently my title should be about the only pers person that interacts with law enforcement and emergency management that is prepared to discuss the pandemic as a bioweapon attack. Um, I was hoping that after, you know, what are we on here, two and a half years, that somebody would join me. Um, and in this discussion from the group of people that I train and work with, and I, I find myself still, um, you know, slicing the pie on my own in a building, a global building, looking around <laughs> going, when is when is somebody that I've trained? Where is a mentor? And where is anybody else ever going to show up and uh, and do this? But it seems like the the group is starting to happen. Maybe just here on the show. I I, I think it's going to happen. I think it is happening. Also, I think that something else is happening. You ready for this? 
I think that the 12 nights is happening. You ever you heard of Magna Carta, right? Obviously. You know, I'm just going to pretend I know what no that idea. is. No, so the Magna no Carta is the old English rules, laws. And in there, we gave we gave people in positions of power the opportunity to make amends. Like if, if something happened that was wrong, like someone was arrested and then they let them go, we would give that leader the, uh, the ability to make amends. And if that leader did not make amends, then the 12 knights who were completely anonymous would make that person, if they didn't make amends, pay for the crime that they let the person go for. I'm not going to say that's right. going to happen, but I think, I think it's kind of nice. nice. <laughs> That'd be nice. I, I, I thought you were going to start talking about, um, you know, prima nocta. You know, there's that, there's, that, there's that scene from Braveheart, you know, where they say, we will institute prima nocta. We will have first rights with your bride. Um, I, I was looking where, that, where you could sign up for that. I mean, I know it's a little psychopathic, but that was... That was that was. Uh, <laughs> I thought at the end of the I thought at the end of the movie there would be a there would be a link. <laughs> well, this is going to go down the rabbit hole of rabbit holes. If there was rabbit holes, we're in them right now. Prima nocta. <laughs> you got to um, pay I, extra I, I, for that rabbit hole. Right. I definitely want to know who this guy uh, Tig is, and um, because I know that uh, I've been itching to be back on the show because I get to say it exactly how it is, and get to say the crazy that comes with it that I often have to suppress, and even on you know even in our in our circle, um, this this space is uh, definitely my safe space, and so I am looking forward to hearing uh, uh, who Tig is. Um, and then we should get rolling on some of the uh, the profound questions that that that, that we uh, that we want answered. I'm just a chicken milker. I just milk chickens for a living. <laughs> okay. Let, now that we know that he's not a chicken licker, I mean chicken milker, a milker chicken. Why is it? Why do you want to lick a chicken? Technical difficulties, please. <laughs> I've got nipples, Greg. <laughs> you know, people are going to be listening to this on the audio version and be like, "I have to go watch the video." I have yeah, to go watch the video. Should. Yeah, this is going down yeah, quickly. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, yeah. so uh, take please, just seriously, he's terrible at talking about it. Go ahead and tell him he was—he's an ex-CIA agent. So start I wasn't there. CIA. I was not an agent. Okay, he was an agent. He's—he was a contracted CIA agent. <laughs> Yeah, I did uh, four years in four years in the Corps, and then uh, ten years contracting, and then uh, worked with the agency for a while, and then I was involved in the whole Benghazi uh, Biden debacle with the Clintons. So, yeah. So you know the movie Thirteen Hours? Yes, sir. That's him. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic! What an what an honor to be on this show, and uh, maybe I'll just uh, mute myself. Um, like I said, <laughs> this is gonna this is gonna get awkward fast because I can tell immediately. I mean, I train when when I show up at conferences, and it's like Cato, you know, California Association of Tactical Officers, or something. This is what it's like for me, and I want to tell you the feeling of uh, that that high school feeling of the of, of me being the sort of. Um, Let's just say my spirit animal is a science geek, and no matter how, no matter what masculine voice I'd ever use, um, I show up and, and places and, and people like uh, are like uh, people like Tig are there, 
and I immediately feel completely incompetent. <laughs> completely. It doesn't matter what. It doesn't matter how, what kind of great things I've ever done. I immediately know that I should go to a corner, and I should um, just wait my turn to be on a stage somewhere. And out of the crowd, there will be at least I don't know ten, twenty percent that will get me and that'll enjoy me. And then there'll be about other other about eighty percent. It'd be like, yeah, his ideas are good, but we're still going to go in there and shoot the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like all of those things, but eh, no, no. missing that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I mean, even though I preface most of my trainings where, you know, when we talk about threat assessment and threat management, I do want them to know that I have slightly different um, ideas than, than a lot of people in my industry and that I am well aware of the fact that you can't prevent all incidents and there are opportunities there are moments where not there are not it's not an opportunity it's a must where somebody has to go in there and neutralize the threat so i learned very fast to get that out of the way right at the beginning so that i could hold on to the audience who was just thinking the whole way through this guy's a doctor this guy's been a psychologist before like this guy doesn't know exactly what it's like to have to go into somewhere and take care of business and I let people know, hey, you know, we are not always going to prevent everything. And something that occurred to me recently is that, um, you know, there's always that split down the middle where you can tell that one of the issues we've got with any sort of active attacker response is that there are still a lot of people that have never engaged in, in any form of combat and the situations have not been real. And I've said it for years that when it plays out and those people are the ones that have to go and into a building and go and take care of business, they will absolutely fail. And time and time again, we get proved right. And Uvalde was the same situation again. And it's like, even to the point where you, you really have to have a military mindset where it's like, all right, I'll deal with the later, but this idiot that's telling me to stay back, him, I'm going. It's just that simple, but there's just not enough people left that do this work that have actually had some form of combat experience. Yeah, I found out in Texas too. Yeah. So hey, so so and and Tig, you know, I want to ask you a question because it came up. But what difference does it make? In terms what of what you you're talking about. Well, I'm talking about Hillary. What difference does it make? Who's what you, Hillary? What do you think of Hillary? Clinton? Don't really care. Don't even think about her. You know? That's how much I think about it. <laughs> Look at this. How much I think about the Clintons. My dog goes to the Clinton. He 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 literally says it when he takes his dog out that he's taking he's taking his dog out to. That's take what a I Clinton. think. They've been awfully quiet lately. Have you noticed? Oh yeah, just because she's working. I mean, uh, awfully yeah. quiet. And now, yeah. now, now it's funny. Listen to the left that come out saying all, all the, all the agents deleted their messages from January six. Yada, and it's all this big thing, but they didn't care when Hillary deleted thirty thousand emails. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think we've lived in a world of, uh, of double standards, and I think uh, we've lived in an upside down world. Uh, and stranger things, no matter how strange they try to make that um, as a, as a episodic series, it. It is doesn't touch real life. It just um, at the moment, if people understood how strange the world is that they're living in, that they think is currently like normal, like regular. Um, it, every day, I'm hit with this idea of how bizarre it is that there are multiple universes taking place that hit people have totally different realities about what is going on and why things are happening, and it is profoundly disturbing. 
Um, and it absolutely reminds me of working on a psychiatric ward. There is, that's the only comparison that I've got, where you go in and um, you know everybody's story feels legitimate to them and their narrative is a truth to them. And you go, you leave there and you're like, well, it's kind of impossible that there's four Jesuses in this ward right now. Right. One of them, one of them definitely thinks that they, the, you know, the real thing, and the other three are imposters. Um, but I'm going to go home, and I'm going to know are. all four. None of them, none of them are Jesus. Um, but it's that. It's like that for me, where you actually like you know, a lot of conversations with um, a quote unquote normal people, where you you have to just smile and grin, and then you leave there, and you go, that person ain't right. <laughs> I mean, how many times do we have that? And, and it, it's funny you talk about different parallel universes, that, that, that people are living in different universes. Because I, I had a conversation with someone, and they go, what? What's wrong? Well, gas price is a little higher, but, you know, they're... A little. Uh, you know, it's, it's because it's a, they, they just can't get enough gas. And I'm thinking to myself, do you watch the news at all? Do you get into any of it? They're like, no, no, no. Actually, I don't ever watch the news. I'm thinking to myself... The whole world could explode around you. You'd have no idea. None. I, I want to read you something that, uh, that I was reading earlier um, while I took my dogs out for a Clinton. <laughs> um, a fast learner. Um, <laughs> I learned quick. All right. So this was, I don't know, from Vox or Wire or, you know, one, one of the uh, uh, captured, uh, you know, what the hell happened to... Um, uh, Vice, for example, how did that get captured? Um, so this is from one of those uh, one of those kind of um, uh, supposed to be not mainstream, but is completely mainstream. And here's this guy. Um, the journalist's name is Stephen uh, Levy, and he's interviewing um, somebody called Dr. Larry Brilliant, um, who's an epidemiologist. I think he's like 78 or something like that. And um, I, the, what caught my attention is I'm a guy that likes looking at last names. I always, I always look at a last name for, you know, sometimes it's a chuckle. Like um, one of the famous um, psychologists that studied sex, her last name was Horny. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding you. Corin Horny, Corin Horny. Um, you can look her up. She was a sexologist. So this guy, Larry what Brilliant. What was her name? And uh, Kaki Car Horny? Ka Ka Karen. Karen, Karen. Or Karen okay, depending okay. On, yeah, depending on whether you're from South Africa or not. I can never get Karen and Karen's right. Um, but this guy's name's Larry Brilliant. And here's how brilliant the guy is. Right. This is an epidemiologist, one of the uh, leading epidemiologists that the world's ever seen. Um, what he's attributed for or given credit for is um, being part of the uh, vaccine campaigns that, so quote unquote, ended smallpox. And so he gets asked this question um, after recently going to Davos um, and hanging out with the elite um, and then getting COVID. So Stephen Levy says to him, so you were, one, you were one of those people with four doses. And Larry Brilliant says, that's right. And I was also able to get a prophylactic monoclonal antibody. That's probably why I think I got a relatively mild disease. But it persisted for 17 days. And I had to have two courses of Paxlovid. By the way, I don't think we should call this a rebound. A better way to say it is that we don't have the dosing schedule right. It's possible that Paxlovid probably requires a course of seven or ten days. So here's this guy. Uh, he worked for the uh, WHO, the WHO, uh, from 1973 to 1976. 
He is absolutely entrenched in this bullshit. He's a, what they quote uh, as a technologist and a philanthropist and a inventor of patents and all kinds of stuff. And here's the bizarre world. It's like the emperor without clothes. Here's this uh, guy, Larry Brilliant, um, which at this point is ironic. Um, and he's literally having an interview where this schmuck cannot actually say in the interview, man, we up so badly um, and we and half the planet's dying and i'm so embarrassed that i had four doses of this experimental gene therapy and then i landed up getting COVID, and i'm so embarrassed that i'm gonna have to say what everyone has been programmed to say at this point that the four doses and the prophylactic monoclonal antibody which basically is anti-venom which you don't need for Omicron at all. Um, instead of just saying, yeah, the lie is there. I'm going to have to keep repeating this PR, shit, but I couldn't really fake that I was sick like a dog for 17 days. Meantime, you know, um, Joe down the street didn't get vaccinated, is never boosted, didn't take Pax, uh, Paxlovid, um, but, and he recovered after three days. But thank goodness. Thank goodness I got all. I mean, these people are so messed up right now that you can absolutely compare it to somebody who's psychotic. Well, and and but but they believe what they're saying, and that's the part that blows my yeah. mind. They believe what they're saying, and and there's no. It's not as if they use science to back it up. Matter of fact, they they don't. They're not even thoughtful. But I feel like what happened. Did something happen? Did something happen in 2020? Was there like a, a blue moon in the sky and another moon that decided to show up and literally suck the intelligence out of human life? I think it was the Obama. Well, <laughs> well I can give you a more scientific answer. I, I, I might agree with Tig. I may or may or not agree. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I, won't, I, won't, I won't say exactly how I feel about you know, <laughs> that, that at least the last decade of the that we've all witnessed, but I will I will come in here and I'll answer that question scientifically with some new information um, that I'm working on. So I think at this stage, what I'm known for is understanding the venom of the spike protein. I think that I've taken a little further and I've unpacked that I um, understand that the venom is part of a uh, uh, form of technology that fits into a category um, called incapacitators. Yeah. Uh, as a bioweapon. And then, I mean, now there's, that would be the direct hit that someone would have in terms of how it affects human behavior and how it is ultimately a, um, using a substance um, literally to control people's minds and behavior. That the venom, venom in part uh, plays with that psychology. But here's the indirect way. That aspect would be short-lived and you would literally have to keep boosting people However, the work I'm currently doing is on histamines. And by increasing histamine levels in people's bodies, you mess with their learning. You, let, you actually mess with, um, with two main features of human behavior. You mess with how we learn um, in terms of what we we'll think is important to lock in. And very importantly, we mess with um, that we can pair histamine with fear and that absolutely changes um, human perception when you have histamine paired with uh, the news cycle with the fear porn you are absolutely 
playing with new with very very primitive neurology and what i can compare it to is that um, when you're a one-celled amoeba somewhere your little microbe somewhere um, it doesn't really matter to them that much if they like poked and prodded um, in a way that doesn't feel that they're that their survivability uh, is at issue but if they poked and prodded with this idea that they have to do something other, otherwise that that little creature will cease to be uh, it, 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 the, the response is so primitive that pairing it with um, the fear of death and histamine locks it in whatever you're telling somebody you will lock it in as this um, instruction that has to be followed otherwise you're going to die like this is this is this is further this is um, this is even more primitive than Pavlovian ringing the bell like in terms of an actual neurological impulse histamine super, it goes way way beyond some of those mechanisms of uh, of operant uh, learning um, you know in terms of preparing something a stimulus this is this is so basic that um, uh, immune cells um, are um, are some of the most ba uh, basic um, uh, uh, cells in the body and they immune cells come from the same structure as the central nervous system cells and the immune system is absolutely a brain-based memory system so so hmm. so we have we, we have this <sighs> captain dum dum over here okay i'm gonna just tell you that i'm dumb and I'm, gonna, I'm gonna adapt i'm usually captain obvious today i'm gonna be captain dum dum today why 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 you got to make it seem like it's an everyday thing like that's not even right I, i'm not I'm, I'm really i was just asking that's really mean okay so back to being captain dum-dum yeah. if we know what the outcome is and we know the the dmed database and we we have all the information related to people adverse events and what's happening and we know we know what the root cause is we know that the genome is is closely related to venom Okay, and everyone says, "Oh, it's not venom." Nobody said it was venom. They said it was closely related to how what the makeup is, right? No, if it's we... venom. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll tell you that nobody said it's venom because even the most hardened, factual scientists and doctors that are quote unquote on our side, right, the side of yeah. truth, the side of integrity, I will say, I'm going to say that even them, I'm going to call them out. They're a bunch of, and that basically. And basically, they they will not go near. They will not go near two of the main components of the original SARS-CoV-2 bioweapon. They will not touch it. And those complain, components are um, the toxins that become venom the minute it enters the body as an injectable. So okay. technically, they are neurotoxins, and they are um, no different from snake venom, conotoxins, anthropod uh, um, um, toxins, but biologically um, unless you take those toxins and you inject them by a fang or a sting or a scorpion you know uh, tail um, biologists like to use the word toxin until it is used either as defense or attack but i call bs on that um, as well because cobra the spitting cobra can aerosolize their venom yeah, and it yeah. flies through the air, and that's the technology that SARS-CoV-2 is based on. That that is how they achieved the idea of making um, coronavirus uh, flu-like diseases. Uh, how they inc increased its infectivity by making it an aerosolized droplet 
rather than the way that it normally gets around, which which makes it much more fragile. So I kill BS on their idea that there's a difference between a venom and a toxin based on the attack. Um, that, that sounds like a gun control argument to me. It's the same, you know, sort of, it's so ridiculous that, you know, it's it sort of, um, it gets to the point where you're like, okay, so I will live with you saying that this is not a venom until it's injected, which makes it a venom when it's in a vaccine and it leaves the, the, the syringe, goes through a needle, and then the human being is now envenomated someone. So biologically, it is a venom. And then the other thing that these pussies won't go near, and yes, I used it again for emphasis, um, is they won't, they won't talk about the HIV inserts. They, they, they just won't go on a stage somewhere and they won't unpack the fact that this is causing AIDS. They want this to be separate. You know, monkeypox. Well, and they're, and they're, and they're monkeypox is AIDS. They just, they just literally. I mean, it got a little bit of news, but China is now using an HIV drug yeah. literally to treat right. COVID. Mm-hmm. And right. I, I talked about it this morning. There was an Israeli doctor who was head of the vaccination uh, program for Israel, and he had a massive Pfizer reaction. And then he came out and said, hey, uh, I don't think it's random that there are all of a sudden all these monkeypox cases popping up after they vaccinated a bunch of people for uh, coronavirus. And all of a sudden he gets banned on Twitter and, you know, he's he's the face of, uh, you know, a lot of backlash for that. I mean, that's not random. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, um, but uh, they used uh, in Australia, there was a vaccine development team that didn't get the memo fast enough that you had to follow Gates's rules of mm-hmm. how of how this vaccine needed to be made and that it had to include the spike protein. Nowhere in the world are they allowed to make a coronavirus vaccine during this pandemic that does not include the spike protein. And this this Australian crew didn't get the memo and they were messing with the, with the genomic sequence slightly differently. And their participants started becoming HIV positive by testing. So not only do we know that the genomic sequence is there um, and that uh, I can never pronounce his name as he deserves. He, he passed away uh, during this pandemic, Luke, Luca, uh, I think it's Montier somewhere to you with a better Canadian French oh, accent. Oh yeah, yeah. He, was a, he was a doctor. Yeah, he was Montier. A, he just Mont- yeah. yeah he, there we go. Can you say that again? It Montier. sounded so beautiful. Beautiful at all. Oh, Luc Montier. Oh wow! I'm in love. This is so French. <laughs> um, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, so basically, he 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 was the person, the scientist that found the genomic sequence of HIV. So there are interviews with him before he died, where he went on TV and in his, uh, you know, uh, French accent said, uh, this is biological weapon. This has AIDS, you know, this is HIV inserts. Yes, somebody in the lab made this. Like, this is the guy who found the sequence of the original HIV. And basically after that, nobody wants to uh, explain to people why there is an all-cause mortality that's increasing around the world in highly vaccinated places, why we could have always expected things like monkeypox, shingles, EBV, any herpes, any virus that can live in the body in a dormant state needs a compromised immune system. And then it's like not having enough security at a concert. People are going to climb the fence and they're gonna come and listen to the show. Or Benghazi. Or Benghazi. Or Benghazi, there we go. 
There we go. This guy likes well, to bring it back to Benghazi. Right. Um, it's all about uh, me. Yeah. All because, about me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it is a perfect example, and uh, thank you for it. But yeah, it is better than the concert because basically what it is is that when that when you have been compromised and you are not given the resources you need, then everybody has to work really hard to try and stop getting so bad that it is uh, a complete cluster but that's basically what what AIDS is okay so let me let me ask you a question I think this is important to ask so I had COVID I had COVID really bad I mean I had it bad I was death's doorstep does that mean I mean I can't, I got over it everything's fine does that mean that I beat the virus, or are you saying that people that get injected are getting HIV? Or are you saying that people that aren't getting, are you saying that the, the vaccine is causing HIV? Or are you saying that people can get HIV from the virus itself? Because I've heard it's just the vaccine based on the complexity of what they've put into the, this gene therapy. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, <clears throat> You, you, I don't um, have AIDS. There, yeah, there, there, there <laughs> are two, know. there are, there's some, there's some, there's some categories over here. One of which is that you don't, that we, the whole distraction about thinking about this as a viral issue has always and continues to be one of the biggest problems here. The, the pathology and the, the, the disease profile of what we now know and as, as what we call COVID is, um, caused by the spike protein and that spike protein in a natural exposure to it um, needs time to replicate in the body and so if you that's why uh, a healthy person with a low genetic risk to that spike protein most people that became exposed to it in 2020 had absolutely no symptoms and the body processed it and the younger you are the less likelihood you were going to have any issue and the body was going to look at the sugar protein and it was going to basically my my wife absolutely hates it when i used to compare the spike protein to a corn dog but that's what it is it is um it is a protein that is coded in carbohydrate and it looked at it and it said this is weird I don't want this in my system. I don't want this bonding to anything. And so I'm going to send in some low-grade uh, methods um, to weed this out. And I'm, going to, I'm going to get rid of it. And you had seven days. It's biblical. I mean, it's absolutely biblical that it was a seven-day seven cycle. And that especially if you got rest on day seven while, while your body was taking care of this, um, you were actually going to be okay on day eight. And more than likely, most people in 2020, unless you were in a high-risk category with a very, very select gene selection on, a, on, on something called chromosome three, um, you were going to not have an issue with this at all. And the proof of that is Africa. Africa has not had a, a pandemic like the rest of the world because you literally cannot, they do not have this gene sequence at all expressed. And so the difference between going through it and if you had COVID and you had symptoms, you had time for your body to institute a threat assessment, decide what it wants to do about it, institute a threat management approach and take care of business. And it neutralized the threat and it locked in this idea of what it was gonna do next time. And it was certainly not gonna mount a response of convergence like you see at active attacks where 3,000 officers arrive and the thing's been over for 20 minutes already. 
but you know, everybody got the call and then it becomes completely overwhelming to manage that situation. And the body would not do that, except if you train the body to do that with a vaccine. So that's the difference between the vaccinated. They took a substance and they put it in a vial and they put it at such high concentration all in one go that no replication was needed for it to be perceived as a threat and the way that it's built is it hits the the lymphatic system really quickly it leaves the inter the 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 muscle that it's been injected into and it and it gets into the lymph nodes and then once it's in the lymph nodes then the body goes holy this is full-on neurotoxin all right we need everything bring everything you've got and when 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 after a couple of uh, 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 shots and when you're on your third or fourth booster what you've taught the body is that this act of attack is going to be so short-lived and so destructive that it's going to be like a bomb and so you essentially there used to be in south africa I, i was a child of the 80s and in our shopping centers we used to have something called the bomb blanket which was like basically like a a floaty for a pool made out of some sort of rubber substance that you could throw on an IED and it was called a bomb blanket and when you train the body with four shots what the body is going to bring to this party is a bomb blanket which basically is a from a piece of fibrotic tissue and that is what what uh, what people are now starting to see under micro uh, electron microscopy where you have an amyloidic process and amyloids It's just a fancy way of saying, take a piece of steak, fold it, fold it again, fold it, can keep folding it. And so instead of it being a flat steak, you've now got a really, really thick cable-like piece of protein. So these are these weird things. These are these weird things growing in people. Right. So those (laughs) clots, because that's what they are, is the body's attempt to barricade to barricade the subject rather than try and attack it with antibodies or to try and use hydrogen peroxide like the body makes or to try and change pH. The body goes, nope, nope, this is a bomb. Bring the bomb blanket, make clots, cover those things. And that's, that why, you saw the, that's why you saw the stuff in the veins that was turning into the fibers and then causing now, massive heart failure and cancer. Yeah. And cancer the, the, the instances of cancer are up like I don't know, a couple thousand percent is all, not, not nothing, no big deal. No, just. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, uh, there's, there's numerous ways that those proteins can fold that, that process called amyloids. And basically what you're seeing on those people that don't make it through the night and they, you know, basically just die in their sleep. You're seeing what is the equivalent of a cardiac version of, of an amyloidic process, which is basically what happens to a lot of old people. Yeah. By the time you're like 95, you have a lot of those things in your heart, and at some point it overwhelms the heart, and then you just die and you sleep peacefully. And so what they've done is they've created in 13, 14, 15-year-old children that are dying, they've created that person's heart looking like a 95-year-old, and they're not even bothering to do autopsies. So, so let's... Hey, real quick, before we go on, you sent over, it it is, uh, Dr. Braun, you sent over a video. Yes. Is it funny? I got to ask if it's funny. 
We need some. No, the the video the video was in response to uh, you know when you were when you were talking earlier about how you could get through the screen and you could come meet meet move people around oh. in their in their home <laughs> studios or whatever it is, right? So, but you should show this video because I think it's very relevant to the conversation in terms of here I am I'm spewing out some some science, but this is what technology looks like in our world right now. This is this is a system that is basically currently being used in places like the Ukraine, where you can hologram somebody in real time. And if you fast forward a little, because, you know, and I'm also plugging this great channel that I follow on Telegram and, and uh, Rumble, uh, Just Dude channel, um, Just a Dude. And look at what, what's happening. This guy gets into this teleporting block, and then there is the ability to have him basically as a three-dimensional hologram anywhere in the world <laughs> and if you put somebody next to him which they don't do in this video that person can interview him and a camera will not be able to pick up this this goes way beyond photoshopping and green screens because basically you can have a full conversation and even the person talking to him there won't remember that he's not there until they do something like high five or you try and hug the guy or you or you try and institute prima nocta prima nocta <laughs> i thought your the... wife was right here where's she at <laughs> <laughs> so you know I, I have i have like we, we you talked about these immobilizing agents because like we know that we know that people are going to die like i'm just gonna say we're at war right they I, they're, they're can I first show you the yeah. mobilizing agents that, that got a guy that pulled a gun at a bar on somebody else? And uh, Tig used these for his mobilizing agent. He immobilized <laughs> his face into a brick wall. <laughs> it, it, before you go any further, so just to lighten it up a little bit, I got to tell the. Yeah. All right, go ahead and ask your question first, and then I'll tell the story. Well, no, because it's a, it's a serious question. So oh, tell your story, Joe. Oh, no, 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 hold on, I'll go back to serious. Let's lighten it up with Joe's story and some of those uh, my, my meme pictures that I that I sent you. Yeah, uh, which one do you want to start uh, with? Yeah, go ahead and tell your story real quick, Joe. So check yeah, this yeah, out. Yeah, do it afterwards. So Tig. Be bopping, boop bop, be bopping, boop boop bop. He's in there just having fun, <laughs> right? <laughs> guy goes and tries to attack someone. So Tig's like, hey, you're not allowed to attack people. The guy decides to get puffy chest. So Tig immobilizes him. <laughs> so then the guy goes to his car and gets a gun and comes back with a gun. So then Tig jumps over the wall. Beats this guy silly, silly, silly. Doesn't immobilize him maybe for a couple minutes, but maybe it was more like a couple days. He got really immobilized. Now, Tig could find, he could find crap if he was, literally, crap is like 3,000 miles away. It's sitting in a pile, and that teleporter would have put him right next to it. Pretty much. <laughs> Happens all the time. But he's, he's just hanging out, just bebopping, bebop, bebop, being Tig. Boop, 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 boop. Guy comes in, decides he's going to be stupid. Tig immobilizes him. The guy doesn't get it the first time, so then he decides he's going to do something else. Goes and gets a gun, and then Tig super immobilizes him. I think maybe we should call Tig's new nickname COVID-2. COVID-2. COVID <laughs> Sounds like Kobe. COVID-22. <laughs> <laughs> you I can't think, make I this think, up. 
I think Tig is I think Tig is a perfect name for uh, for that form of superhero, and I think that I'm ready to, to um, compete with you guys for your podcast. I'm going to invite Tig to start the Tig and Tal show, <laughs> and, and it will be the it will be the Tig and the Tal variant. The chicken right. towel variant show. <laughs> so, so, so the only thing bad about that is that because of that little thing, he had to get uh, hip surgery, <laughs> surgery, knee surgery. I mean, everything broke on him. But right after that, it was like. <laughs> Oh, no, the, the hips was because of the car. I got no, hit it was by like car. the Terminator oh, when he you. walks in and ends everything, and then he just goes. That's right. He <laughs> got hit apart. by a car, and in T fight, hit him with a car. I forgot about that. Hit the windshield. Yeah. yeah so that happened yeah, too. We, we we have more in common than I'll even say on a show <laughs> like this. But yeah, we could we should talk offline, and we can also compare. You know, replace body parts. Um, you know, it's it the 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 thing about the thing about being the kind of person. That finds themselves having to be uh, a protector, um, and it's not that these things are not happening to other people all the time, but there is. We all have our core personality, and it is what you are one able to see, and you and and the 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 part of getting caught up in this stuff is being early in terms of watching something unfold where other people haven't noticed the trajectory, right? And that's a blessing and a curse. It is an absolute blessing when it allows you to, you know, get get out of there, avoid a situation, protect yourself, protect your family. It is a curse when you find yourself then going, you know, very rapidly making some moral, you know, um, uh, running the algorithm on ethics and morality to decide, do you really want to get involved? And is this going to turn out um, not, you know, I don't think at that point there's ever that much concern for the person that needs to be, what did you say, neutralized or yep. snapped, in, snapped in half like a pencil. I don't know what you, uh, Joe said, but whatever it is, at that point, you already know that you're engaging. The, the big question always is having to work through the algorithm in your head really quickly. Is this going to work out for me? Right. I had a moment once that that I had to see how quickly you have to make those decisions where I had uh, um, I was basically about to make a decision that that somebody was not going home. And I it, looked at this guy and he was huge and I was I decided in my head that it was going to be three shots center mass and that it, the decision was almost made if it was made it would have it would have happened and i thought to myself this is going to end really badly for me like the set of circumstances that that is presenting itself that this is this is one of those moments that can be twisted and turned and that no matter what if unless there is a hundred cameras and and the most honest witnesses this is going to be awful and that what that's ultimately what shapes your next move, and that is done in real time. And I think that there are people that can never fathom how those moments um, they have to be made, and they are there are so many variables that 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 you're running through in that situation. Um, and only an optimist, only an optimist, uh, can actually work through it um, so quickly. And, and and hopefully have the right outcome. And it doesn't always work out for people. Um, is that a good summary, Tig? Or do, it, gonna, do, it, do it one more time. 
Okay, let me no, start again. Uh, <laughs> you, want go, you, want go, you, want to, you want me to go from when I said the word pencil? Uh, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. No, a lot of times. Well, nowadays it kind of. What a. What a. This guy is. Well, nowadays it's what people do. It's why they'd rather just sit there and film than get involved because it's they they worry. To me, I really don't. I don't. I'm just going to get involved, unfortunately. Um, but I'm waiting for the time where we can go to a place and we can say, you know, how like on WWF that these because we we're old enough that we know WWF, not WWE, right? Where we can clothesline someone. I just oh, want to yeah. be able to do that. Just be like, and where we're already thinking what each other's thinking, <laughs> and be like, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> I mean, uh, Antif has I, soup I, drives. We can have like a laundry party, right? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, let's show some of those meme pictures because they'll also help us to cover um, uh, some current events. And then I, I have a I have a question for uh, for Tig that I that I am serious that I want some help with. Sure. So we have um, you have a solution. You send one image. Um, how to prevent the next pandemic? I think this yeah, one is this one is, is pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> this is and the picture right. is of Bill Gates, How to Prevent the Next Pandemic, and it says easy, and Bill Gates is behind <laughs> bars. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and that that is uh, that is a meme from his own book. And let's point out something from a uh, epidemiology point of view or uh, threat management. Um, the curve is going up. Do you know? Do you notice that there is never an illustration of preventing anything? Where the virus yeah. is increasing, do you notice? Do you, do you notice that he's on his own book cover? He he literally is trolling. Is as they as psychopaths do. He, uh, they are trolling where his own prevention strategy is to increase the virus. You, you know, I think that. I mean, I'm not going to say this, but there we have to talk about this vigilantism that's happening across the country. It's very dangerous because there are people in this country that are saying there's no hope, but there is hope. So I want to first say that there is hope and we are winning. We just let trees and weeds grow on our property. We need to clear it out, right? And start planting new fruit. But we have given this clown, Bill Gates, an audience. Oh, yeah. Like we've given him a platform. We've allowed for him to do the things that he's doing. And we, we have to wholly reject it. The same thing about wholly rejecting this, this spending bill that we have in Congress, $750 billion, that raises your taxes 4.5%. That's how they're going to solve inflation is by taking more money from you. Of course. It's always the I, 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 I'm not so hopeful anymore in terms of outcome. Um, I used to be. Um, and I think that that leads me into into the question in terms of uh, you know Tig and and, and others. Um, uh, I, Apollo, I, I certainly know that this is a question on your mind too. In terms of okay, so we know a lot of people are pissed off, and we know a lot of people can see the truth. We also know that there's not a lot of people engaging in any behavior that signals that they're willing to do anything about it. And and I'm not even talking about sort of the binary thinking that the approach has to be a violent response. Um, it is absolutely bizarre to see that even lack of discussion is part of this equation. There isn't even a campfire. There isn't even a group of warriors that are gathering to to, to even not plot, plan or think or strategize, but even just discuss this where the group has swelled 
and there's now you know people that that are one degree away from you two degrees away from you but are still part of what you think is you know sort of your core group and i know i get asked this question all the time not necessarily why it's happening because i think i can explain at least from my perspective why it's happening but what are we going to do about it what do we have to do to get retired core um and retired law enforcement and retired um patriots you know if they haven't killed a veteran somewhere um and that that has seen the world through the eyes of some bad how do we engage these people in the discussion of at least saying this is worth preserving this public republic is worth preserving and what are we all going to do about it and who's in well, I think that we talked about the doctrine. Wait, 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 wait. I, I definitely, I, I definitely want to hear from Tick first because he's going to try not to answer this. I can see, I can see his, I can see that he's got that look where, where he, he want, he wants to avoid the question that everyone wants answered, and it's from a guy that knows he. And you, you preface this with, he, you've given it, you've already given an example that he'll engage when necessary. So this is necessary, and I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to corral the group of people that can end this. <clears throat> a lot of it just has to do with um, they. Again, I, when I started UADF, big had a big group join. Um, but the problem is people get scared. They really they get comfy in their life. They don't want to lose what they got. Um, again, had some retired military that actually even had other jobs. But again, when you get uh, labeled militia, they run away, they cower, they get scared because they don't want to lose their job. Because to me, I don't, you know, whatever, I'm, my, their country is more important than any job you ever have because you ain't going to have it anyways when the country's gone. Um, and to preserve something to give to our kids to me is more important than your job or a paycheck. Um, but okay, I get it. But that's that's really what it comes down to. People are just comfortable. They don't want to lose. They really don't want to lose what they got. Um, and the way the government's coming down, just look at what happened. Look at January 6th. Look at all the political prisoners that they got in there. I mean, hell, they just gave one dude seven-year uh, prison sentence for standing outside the Capitol. You know, I don't really know what all he did, but even if he coordinated stuff, that's ridiculous. Um, and j just people, they, the littlest thing people get into a fight about, that's what's separating us the most. It's like, well... Because I'll just say because Joe said he wants to hang all the all the traitors of our nation, people freak out and they scream, they run. Oh my God, he wants to. And I'm like, I don't care. I, yeah, we should hang them. If you're if you're a traitor this country, you should be hung. You should die. You know, it's and again, if 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 you know if you're caught spying for another country, you should be shot. You should be killed. I don't. We're we're so lenient on crime and stuff like that that it just. People again, just I don't know what it is. I I'm gonna go off on a tangent. I'm gonna go right back. So, but that's that's really what it is. Just the smallest thing on the right divides us. It's so freaking stupid. I mean, just say like you're pro, you're not really, um, you're pro, not really pro-choice, not really pro-life. Pro you're right in that middle. So if you run into somebody that's completely pro-life, that's it. It's a big, huge fight, and you're, you're not standing together no more. That's the biggest problem. That's the biggest issue. And again, trying to get people to stand up and actually think about the big picture and put your little tiny little squabbles to the side. That's the hard part because people, they just, it, it's dumb. It's ridiculous. I mean, look at the GOP. Look how divided and stupid they are. And, and just they, they fight and they can't just come together in, in the common, for the common cause, goal, where the left, I mean, hell, they're, they're so bonded with their tightness, they'll, they'll back Biden 
up until the day he dies of dementia or whatever. That's the difference between the left and the right. The left, they don't they don't care what you do wrong. If if you're you're in the game for the big picture, they're they're gonna back you 100%. It doesn't matter. I mean, look at Trump. Look how many people turned their back on Trump. He had the big picture in mind. Was he the greatest? No, I don't think he's the greatest. He shouldn't have been tweeting a lot, but it made me laugh. But again, look how many people turned the, turned their backs on Trump because he you know just what's really gonna unite us? I don't know. Um, I think it, the only way we truly get united is when it actually truly goes off, unfortunately. And by then, it's going to be too late. You can't be united. You can't come together. It, you're going to be like it is in Ukraine. You're going to be fighting the guerrilla warfare, which is the worst kind of warfare you can fight. Well, well but let, let's say this. If if Tig calls me at 3 o'clock in the morning and says, i got a problem, I'm there. If I call him at 3 o'clock in the morning, he's there. We are building a fraternity. So I believe that, the, and we are setting aside petty differences. And, and we have people, I mean, Apollo, we have Tim, totally disagrees with us on multiple things, right? Uh-huh. And then we finally came back to one. We were like, okay, let's just talk it, let's talk it out. I think we're getting to that place right now where people are setting aside petty differences for the ethics, the morals, the, the, the mission, to stay on mission. And we keep repeating it over and over and over again. And so it's, it's getting through to people, right? I, Okay, so hold on. So this goes to part of my question. This was actually, I sent this to you in all caps, literally before the show, because this is what's on my mind. You've talked about these immobilizing agents and all this stuff, and what you just said really summed it up, that it's bewildering. We still see this lack of any urgency for people to do something as they're, like, they are killing us. They have stolen our elections. They are coming after our kids. They are... And now, all this transgender stuff, they are trying to eliminate in a race your ability to actually exist with the identity of a straight man or woman. The, they want our role models for our children, for our children, to be psychopaths, to be cross-dressers, and these people drag who queens. don't know what... Yeah, drag queen. They, they want to model them after prostitutes and people who don't know what gender they are. Well, so I mean, he showed up in the dress, and I was really offended. Well, he did, but but so, no, but mine so, was better than yours. <laughs> no, but but here's here's my thing. Like, and I'm not, again, I'm not, they're gonna say I'm calling for stuff because we're not, we're really not. I don't want violence. But if you go back a thousand years, and like, let's say you live on one side of the river, and there's a tribe on the other side of the river, and then you find out they've been putting poison. Like, let's just we'll use the the you know poignant analogy. They're putting poison in your river upstream. Like re- like snake venom. Let's say they're dumping snake venom into the water upstream, trying to kill you, and then you find out that they're coming in the middle of the night, dressed up as as you know you, or dressed up as a tribal doctor, and they're injecting your child with snake venom or whatever poison to kill your children to make your children infertile. And what would happen then? There's not like the courts must act. Well, we'll get him in 2024. Like no, sorry, you would go to war with that tribe. Like, boom, dang, like day one, war with that tribe. And I'm not saying that we all, like, you know, rush in anywhere with violence because that's the last thing we want. We do not want to see conflict like that on American soil and especially between citizens or between citizens and their government. It's horrible. But the men should be doing something. Where is the survival instinct? And that's my, my big question. Like, from a psychological standpoint, how are the men, like, sitting eating Cheetos? Where the F... Is everybody? I like Cheetos, so I don't even know what you're talking about. But 
Mine's respawn. Okay, let me let me let me let me let me respond. Let me respond, and I appreciate. I actually really appreciate your your passion your passion around around this because yeah, for for a year, uh, every call I had, every opportunity I had, I would tell people. You know, I'd use the 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 the. the Best way to visualize left to bang as it gets close to bang is a time clock, and it's the way that biologists also talk about is sort of where we are in evolution. And when you start saying things like we're at 11:55, you know, on a clock where midnight is the bang, and then we're at 11:57, right? Now we're we're way past that. Like we're at uh, the clock has gone 12, and now the the day has started, and we're in the event. And uh, currently, I would say that we're at like 1 a.m. of the incident. We're no longer left a bang. That we've, we've the bang has already happened. Now, what I want to what I want to be able to say, and this is you've given me an amazing an opportunity here with Ting, is that, and I've I've set us I've set it up to He's say, bang you. yeah, I'm definitely going to bang you. Left a bang, right a bang, four legged, four legged bang. I like the peach. I like the peach mango bang. <laughs> All right, you guys gotta yeah, do yeah. the you gotta the you got the tig and towel bang podcast. <laughs> if you want to watch Conservative Daily podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV two at those same times, on D Live, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the daily fax blasts, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.